For my ally is the Force, and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings shall we, not this crude matter. You must feel the Force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 210 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Aggressively toss the salad. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Will's back. All is right with the world again. It's not just me sitting alone in my dining room talking to myself for over an hour. That's my favorite way to find you. <laughs> How was your uh, your first vacation of the summer? It's good. It good. was nice. Lots of. Uh, to be honest, I was at Destin, and there was a tropical storm brewing out in the Gulf. So. Oh yeah. I had to sneak in the sun where I could, but I got my fair share. So. I, I can't. You. you know, it was. It was totally fine. <laughs> so. Um... We, uh, you know, we go a few weeks, not a few, couple weeks without any real big Star Wars news, and then the week you're gone, the big shit drops. So we'll go back over some of that, and uh, we'll hear from you guys. That's what we're going to do this week. Uh, before that, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon page where we release bonus podcasts every week. And we got a bunch of different ones. They're all pretty cool, I think. Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. Blue Harvest Adventures, where we play the first edition of the West End game, Star Wars role-playing game. Uh, Masters of Terrascasi with our buddy King Tom. Cooking with Will, Jaws, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, Steve versus the Prequels. New ones still in the uh, incubator waiting to come out as well. So go over to patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast if you want to support this goofy little show and get some uh, bonus podcasts and swag if you're so interested. I actually put in uh, an order for one of our... Um, patreon rewards this week will i'll have to Ooh, send nice. you pictures when they get something a little different not a sticker not a pen something a little different oh and speaking of which if you have if you are a patreon member go on over there's a a poll up right now that you can vote on what you want especially if you're in the the ten dollar tier what you want as the exclusive t-shirt for this cycle and those will be going out starting in august so get in there and vote and uh let us know which ones you want anyways so we missed some big discussion with you not here last week buddy right and i i mean i'm pretty sure everybody wants to know like if there's one thing they're ready to hear you talk about it's the raid on Area 51. What do you think about it, buddy? 
Oh, you know, I, the guy that started it started as a joke, and it has gained so much momentum. You know, I'd like to see it happen. And if I lived close enough, I'd be one of the people that showed up in the desert with camel pack and, you know, my hiking boots ready to march on Area 51. Buddy, um, first off, you're you're completely right. It was, it's meant to be a joke, 100%. Um, and it quickly snowballed into something other than a joke, I feel. Uh, but as much as I want to know what they're hiding in there, I got to say, I think it's a bad idea. You're going to get um, shot. There's no good outcome there. <laughs> The, the the Burning Man tribe of hippies shows up to march on Area 51, the UFO version of Burning Man, not the actual people walking around in feathered underwear and shit, but like, and the the military comes out with tear gas and blows tear gas canisters, canisters into every inch of them and if, disperses, and that's the end of it, you know? Like, if they're lucky. Yeah. I mean... This is the problem with the super secret black project military industrial complex thing that goes on. All right. Let's say. Okay. So UFOs are real. Okay. You know, we're, we're, we're working under this assumption. Well, I mean, the, the Pentagon came out with some shit and this year and was like, look, UFOs happen. Basically, you know, like we don't know what they are. They haven't gone as far to say they didn't know what they were. They do know what they, they just say, look, UFOs, our fighters see UFOs and they release some footage from a fighter jet, whatever. Right. So UFOs happen. Okay. Whether they're man-made, whether they're extraterrestrial, whether they're a combination of man-made, you know, reverse engineered from extraterrestrial. I don't know any of that shit. But it's like cheat. It's like cheating husband syndrome. Okay, if you have cheated on your wife, you're not just gonna come clean about it. You just out of the blue, you're not gonna admit to, yeah, I cheated on my wife. Like you just can't. You cannot admit to it ever, right? You just because if you do, you destroy the trust forever. If the government ever admits that they were lying to us at any point, you will destroy the trust in the government forever. Well, they will never cop to it. I got to say that was quite the uh, comparison. I did not see that coming. That one that never, was a curveball. I mean, and okay, if if there's some shit at Area 51, it's going to be at S4 or Groom Lake or Papoose Lake or whatever, or it's in a deep underground military base. A hundred a million people would just get to the top level where all where the baseball field is and the mess hall and they'll get arrested and shipped out you know like at the very least you know they're authorized to kill you on site if you're trespassing but i doubt the government doesn't want that on their hands guaranteed okay everybody would be tasered and put on an airplane you know like damn i was uh i was just gonna talk about how funny the memes have been because <laughs> there have been I... some a plus oh yeah it's area been a 51 meme. memes meme machine and they're they're saying that they're they're not gonna <clears throat> be able to sh be shot by the u.s air force because they're gonna run like naruto or what have yeah, you ever naruto run yeah, yeah yeah that yeah that was cute oh god i i mean you're just the logic of it i mean granted Unless, I mean, if it's really two million people that show up literally, they might get, they might, could overrun whatever. But see, this is the thing. It's a top secret military installation. There are sensors and drones monitoring. They would monitor the swelling of that people and they would ship in, you know, military personnel to compensate. You're never going to catch Area 51 on its heels. You know what I'm saying? Like... And they would even have probably microwave suppressant, crowd suppressant stuff. Like there are cutting edge crowd suppressant technologies that use microwaves to make you turn the fuck around. Well. Or sonic, you know, 
auditory crowd dispersal. You're just never going to get away with it. It's an awesome idea. I really wish that it could happen because I've been listening to this new podcast, Extraterrestrial, and... Ah, <laughs> there, and we just cracked that chestnut. And it's been getting my mind grapes flowing. And uh, But I really like it because it comes at things from like a skeptical point of view and how believable things are. And nothing is in that incredibly believable. Um, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, what if they just break in and they're, like, making Hummers and Jeeps and shit? Dead people all in the desert. The last wave happened to break through over the bodies of their fallen inter- internet comrades. Break in. There's no UFOs. They're just making like it's like a camo factory, <laughs> or just like a drone, like a like a a camo factory. They're just making army canvas bags. It's yeah. It's just an indoor army uh, member only skate park. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, man! I just thought the memes were funny. The memes <laughs> are hilarious. Okay, so to move on to the real stuff from last week. Um, Sith Troopers we got Sith Troopers announced last week in sort of the lead up to Comic Con and Comic Con's basically in full swing as of today um, I don't know that if anything hasn't come out so far well that's not true there's like a big publishing panel sometime maybe tomorrow or Saturday and there's going to be some interesting stuff that comes out of that I think but as far as direct rise of skywalker news i don't think there's going to be any because they don't have a panel or anything uh but what do you think of the sith troopers i think they look awesome there's some things about them that are interesting uh number one the fact that they are called sith troopers you know because kylo ren in the last um jedi is like you know the sith let it all die you know leave the past in the past so to me, that speaks to a note from Star Wars past that is brought back to life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can only think that Palpatine would be the only Sith unless Kylo Ren is subverted, you know, somehow. So, yeah, that was my general general thoughts on the matter when they were first announced. Is like, it's got to be connected to Palpatine in some way, right? Also, they're red. Like the Imperial right. Guard were red. Yeah, but so were the Praetorian Guards. Well, yeah, that's true. We also have that red First Order pilot, homie, uh, Von Reg, right, in uh, Resistance. Although I think he died at the end of the first season, right? But I'm just saying it's not unheard of. Um, but yeah, just throwing that name, Sith Trooper, out there, whew, does that get the mind grapes going? Their blasters are unique and cool. Yeah, to me, their blasters look like something out of Halo. Yeah, like a battle rifle or a cross with a submachine gun. Mm-hmm. Something about them just gives me a sort of a Halo vibe. Absolutely. One of the things about them is like there's this ribbing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, ribbing maybe not be the right word, but this these very fine comb tooth lines. On their helmet and on their leg guards. Yeah. A little bit on the arm guards, too. What's interesting is, like, on the inside of their legs, I guess on, like, their thigh armor, it almost makes it look like muscle tissue, the way it's ribbed. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Not so much on the head, but specifically there on the, the leg parts. Um, I did see uh, our buddy Sal Perales, you know, who is big into the costuming world, be like, man, that's going to be hard to vacuum form or mold yeah, or whatever. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I like the uh, the new visor with the sort of T going down the middle. You know, a lot of people yeah. have, have pointed to that and said, you know, it's very reminiscent of like the clones, which is true. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, they got lots of gear on them mm-hmm. or what seems like gear. Like there might be a little light. On a shoulder? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is that some sort of like... Yeah, I think that's got to be what that is. Unless they, they're going to put some kind of weird like in-universe explanation that's like a targeting system or something. Or a projector or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that also, would be neat if it's a hologram projector. Yeah, for like a personal mm-hmm. message hologram projector. Um, there's also like right on the shoulder uh, above the bicep a little bit. There's something. I don't know what that is, but it looks like some piece of gear. Yeah, and you notice on the one leg, there's like a knee piece. Yeah, like there's a fairly knee piece. pronounced. Yeah, that's not on the other leg. Do you think that is for uh, what is it when you call like the shooting position when you get down on one knee? You know what I'm talking about? There's like standing, there's prone. I mean, do you just call it kneeling? I guess kneeling. I don't yeah. know what the, the the specific term for it is. Um, do you think that's what that's there for? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's possible. Or do they just keep? Is that like a little compartment where they keep like snacks and shit? That's totally possible too. You know what it is? It's um, kneecap it's a, ration pack. It's a it's a prop, like you prop up your banjo on there, so you can say, you got a got a banjo on your knee. Um, yeah, man, I think they look rad. I've I've seen both sides. People say like they look really cool, and other people be like, another new trooper. I don't know, man. I think kind of feel like it's a Star Wars thing to introduce you, a new trooper every movie they did it in the original trilogy you don't have to introduce one every new m- movie but see we're not getting anything else new there's not a new lightsaber every movie there's not mm-hmm. a new spaceship you know yeah there every well not to the um, amount that there was previously because you know in right. the last jedi we did get the silencer the tie silencer um whatever the ship they steal from Canto Bite is called and stuff. But I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, right. Like there's not A-wings or B-wings or mm-hmm. Y-wings, you know, the next level version of that. You do get a step up, you know, you get the Dreadnought and then you get Snoke's ship. Right. And like you said, um, you know, you get to see the TIE silencer. But like that, it, you know, that's the main villain's personal fighter. Like you just assume that's going to, you know, duh, like that's going to be there. Yeah. And I think, so remember a few months back when we were talking about the leaked poster artwork, um, that featured, um, a lot of the stuff that we've seen now. In fact, most of the stuff we've seen now was on that, including these guys. They sort of were all lined up at the bottom and there was Mm -hmm. a bunch of them. Um, I think on that poster there were some Y wings that were a little different design and another Tie Fighter design on there as well. So I have to I I have to backtrack. We did get a bomber. We did the we, resistance. We got the bomber. bomber in the Last Jedi. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the although uh, are those specifically designed for space? I guess so. Or are they? Oh, Are they an, like an in-atmosphere bomber that was retrofitted for space? I, yeah, I don't know, because it would be kind of weird if they weren't meant for either one, because that would seem to make it awfully difficult. Like, you would have to, if they weren't usable in-atmosphere, that wouldn't make much sense just anyway, because, for one, what are you going to do, just load up the big capital ships with these things and launch them once you get They the just space? seem to be going down like flies. You know, yeah, in very that slow. Battle. But they're also going up a giant. Ooh, I am sleepy. A uh, giant Star Destroyer in that one. But, anyways, um, did you notice on that image I sent you next to the term Sith Trooper? You see that symbol there? Uh, uh yes. It's it's in a circle. I don't know what you would. It's got. It's like a diamond. Like an, an arrowhead. Yeah, kind of an arrowhead design. Um, that is apparently the new canonical s- symbol for Sith. There was, I can't remember exactly what book it was, but I saw people sharing it all over Twitter. Um, there was this sort of book for kids that sort of detailed each different character and gave like, you know, a little, may have even been like related to Galaxy of Adventures. Um, and like... Next to Darth Vader's name, that symbol's there. Next to the Emperor's name, that symbol's there. And so on and so forth. So that looks like, you know how we have the... Uh, we used to have the Empire 
symbol. The circle with the starburst in the middle. Right. But we don't have that anymore. Right. And then there was the, you know, the uh, the Jedi symbol that got introduced in the prequels. So now right. this looks like sort of the new canon take on a Sith symbol, which I think is pretty neat. I think it's interesting that the Sith is back. The you know, term. I just thought, the term. You know, I just thought we were done with the Sith. Well, I'm interested to see how it apply you know how how it comes back and how it applies to this movie yeah with well there being sith troopers you know i thought we were done with the sith too and then celebration happens that trailer comes out and it ends with palpatine laughing so the sith are in play in some fashion if palpatine's involved right so it just so uh to go on this, uh, to continue on this conversation, um, at San Diego Comic-Con, they have this huge display that's sort of like the you history. need to get you a cup of coffee. I know, dude. The, the history of troopers in Star Wars. And it's got, you know, Stormtrooper and blah, 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 blah. And they've got little placards beneath them explaining their purpose and all that. And there's there were there are Sith troopers on display as well. <clears throat> and yesterday they had a placard description for them that has since been taken down. Okay. Really? Yeah. So this is what the placard said before it was taken down. In its ultimate push towards galactic conquest, the First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy. I mean, that's got to be Palpatine, right? It's got to be, but it specifically mentions the First Order, which makes you think that these guys uh, are affiliated with Kylo, right? Like, with the specific mention of the First Order. Now, I'm pretty sure um, that we're not going to open Star Wars Episode Nine with Palpatine just back and running the First Order. And they're going to be like, well... You know, in between those last two movies, this old dude you thought died came back and took over. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Are these... I still feel like these guys are associated with Palpatine. Just the name, right? Yeah, and... You know, their first order... Like, okay, so their first order troops that draw their power from an old legacy? An ancient and evil legacy or some shit i've forgotten it already and i just read it i mean i don't i don't see snoke abiding that right like yeah yeah you would think it would have to be done under his nose or i don't know he seemed to be pretty good at farsight he did but i'm i'm not convinced that you know, if Palpatine is back in whatever form, even if it is just some weird evil spirit influence, I'm not convinced that Snoke didn't know about that or wasn't he himself being influenced by Palpatine, maybe with his own knowledge, you know? Um, and it just makes me wonder, like, there's all that shit, like, in so many of the expanded universe or not expanded universe, like the, you know, the books and things like that, like um, Palpatine's contingency plan in Battlefront 2 and in the comics, Operation Cinder. There's stuff in the Aftermath books about how Palpatine was reaching out with the Force into the unknown regions and felt like the source of their power came from somewhere out there. The First Order, you know, rises when the empire or like parts of what's left of the empire go off into the unknown regions sort of regroup and become the first order like <coughs> i'm wondering if the this army of sith troopers or whatever shows up and joins kylo in the first order but are really being controlled by the emperor i don't know man it's hard to figure out because we don't know anything except Palpatine's involved in some way, you know? Yeah. 
and I I'll tell you this in the news in the news feeds, I know it's in an effort to shorten the titles, but I don't like it when they call him Palp, P A L P. Like, I don't I don't like Palp or Palps or Palpy. Just call him no, Palpatine. Palpatine. Come on, man. Like get it right. It's Palpatine. Unless you want his ghost to show up and fuck your world up, <laughs> use the whole name. Like put some respect on my name, Big Papa Palpatine. That was for Aaron Boyd. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. The, the I, yeah. So I guess, like, I I was talking about on my solo episode last week. Could it be that Kylo considers himself a Sith now, or has he given the this new Legion of Troopers that title because? There, I don't know. There's like okay. There's two ways that I've been trying to look at it. Either he was so adamant about letting the Sith die, you know, building your own thing and letting the past just die, mm -hmm. forging your own way ahead. It would seem counterintuitive for him to be like, oh, I'm a Sith well, now. I, de I decided the Sith was cool. I decided yeah. that was cool. I, I can do that. Now, Unless he's playing the double agent version. Mm hmm. Of where he's just again trying to use a master, a powerful master, to benefit himself before betraying and usurping him. I wonder. So, on the surface, I totally like, and everybody brings it up. Like, I totally agree. Kylo seems like he wants to get rid of the Sith. He wants to get rid of the Jedi, but. Or, or leave that all behind, but could that have also just been like a line he was feeding to Ray to get her to do what he wanted? I don't know. I mean, know. that's kind of his thing. Like, it could that's kind of the abusive boyfriend thing that he does manipulate Ray into doing what he wants. It could be that could be an easy enough explanation to explain, you know, why he would feel differently, you know, in episode nine versus episode eight as well. Like, he was just telling her that. But I don't know. I think it's going to be something more than that. I think it's going to be, like I because said. Because if, if you do that with her parents, her lineage, that's twice you've done it. I mean, that's but that, that's twice that Kylo has just told her some shit to manipulate her that wasn't the truth. But the, a big thing about the raised parents thing that everybody sort of glosses over is it's not him that says it. She says it. He's like, you know what? You know about your parents. Say it. You know what's up with your parents. And she was like, they were nobody. And he's like, that's right. So she Yeah, but does he, he goes into the detail of them being buried right. in a pauper's grave that's and sold true. it for drink. That's true. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. This Palpatine thing, it's a tough nut to crack when he's on the, when, when old Palps is on the table. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I want to see where they're going. The, the, just the term Sith showing up in something related to episode nine has been eaten away at me for the last week. I know, I know. And you know, what's interesting to me is that they decided to bring him back because I felt like it was, they were so effective at making Snoke the big bad, right? Like, yeah. But also, I, it was innovative at how they used him in the Last Jedi. I have no problem with the way he was wasted, you know. Me neither. I I really like that. But it's interesting that they brought back an old big bad. Yeah, and, and I know that that was always the plan yeah. from the beginning. But they were so effective at making Snoke the new big bad and making him so mysterious and where did he come from and all this, that, and the other. Like, well, to me, it also makes. A certain amount of sense because I do feel like Kylo's ultimate fate is some sort of redemption. You know, as I've said, redemption through some sort of sacrifice. But to me, to do that, you need to have someone bigger and badder than Kylo. You know, you need to have a threat that Kylo can face. Along and with again, Ray. without Snoke, that would have to be Palpatine, I well, guess. I guess it wouldn't have to be, but that is a damn good route to take. If you want to have someone 
to really test Kylo and Rey in the final battle. Like, Palpatine is an A1 option. I guess you could have done Hux, but, like, really, at the end Hux of the day... is nothing but a, a dog. Yeah. He is a beat dog, yeah. you know, that is just waiting for a chance to bite his master. And really, what could he do in this situation, you know? Like... What threat? He has no connection to the Force. All he has is military might. Now, and that is directly under control of Kylo Ren. Another thing that I've seen brought up online, uh, you know, there's been sort of speculation since back in the Force Awakens days, I feel like, that, you know, because Finn was able to break out of his First Order programming and become a good guy, that, like, maybe eventually there would be some sort of revolution or revolt within the first order um and okay so let's say that happens right and there's no sith troopers and the big final battle involves first order troopers turning against the first order like think of how confusing that would be visually just stormtroopers shooting each each at each other you don't know who's the good guys or the bad guys and i don't necessarily think this is the case but could you be introducing a bright co red colored trooper so you know like, oh, those are the real bad troopers and the white guys are, you see what I'm, am I making sense here? I see what you're getting at. I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily think that's the case. It's just something interesting I've seen people sort of speculating about and tossing around. What's interesting about Finn's situation is that it seems like that was his first field outing, right? Like, right, his first real mission. His first real mission. Apparently, he was you know, from from the way they set it up. He was a janitor until his number got pulled to go on this away mission. He went on the away mission and was like, "Oh shit, I can't kill innocent people. I can't do this." So I don't necessarily think that's the exact lineage of it because I think I could be wrong. <coughs> you know, he's he was taken as a kid. And then just at some point during his training with the First Order, before probably before he was designated as a stormtrooper, you know, while he was in training, he was a janitor. But I see what you mean. The minute he goes on a mission, he's like, this shit ain't for me. I'm Fuck out. Fuck this. Yeah. I have to get out of here. Yeah. We'll see. You know, if they had if they had left that uh, Captain Phasma deleted scene from The Last Jedi in the movie, uh, the alternate version of her death scene where, like, he cuts off her hand and he reveals to all those stormtroopers that are standing around that she's the one that dropped the shields on Starkiller Base. And then they, like, turn their guns on her and she kills them. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. I feel like that if that had been in the movie, then I would feel much more strongly about some sort of internal revolution going on in the First Order. Because that seems almost like foreshadowing to something like that, you know? Yeah, but he's marked as a traitor. Yeah. Um, so, Not as, like, the Phoenix or whatever. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, something else that came out in the last couple of days. Uh, old John Favreau is out doing promotion for the Lion King movie that's coming out this weekend. And I can't remember if it was on one of the Jimmy's shows. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, I think maybe Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and he was, they asked him about the Mandalorian. And, you know, he sort of spoke briefly on it. And then just threw in that he's in the middle of writing season two of the Mandalorian. Yeah, I read. I saw that article flipping through the news. Also, I saw that it, season one cost over one hundred million dollars. Yeah, we talked about that a while back. I think. Yeah. You know, um, I just impressed because that's an that's Game of Thrones level money for a season of television. Yeah, eight episodes. So, yeah, I think the figure I read was like fifteen, thirteen to fifteen million per episode. Which, yeah, puts it well over, right? Or a little over $100 million. But yeah, that's that's expensive TV. And, you know, I also think that's a good sign. You don't want them cheaping out on the budget of... No, hell no. ...Star Wars live-action TV. Um, so it's good to hear that they're investing that and 
they must have like you got to assume they've got some pretty big confidence in this show if he's already working on season two and there had been rumors of season two being a thing but it's nice to hear it you know from an official person you know highly connected to the show do we know the runtime of the episodes they haven't said yet I think I'm assuming 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, that's what I would think. I I don't think we're looking at 30 minute territory. I think we're looking more in the hour territory. And like you said, 45, 50 minutes, an hour for like, you know, one of the longer episodes wouldn't surprise me. But I'm just excited that that means, you know, this isn't just a mini series because uh, I think a lot of people assumed it was. Because that seems to be the way Marvel is going with their Disney Plus live action stuff, like a you know a Loki miniseries, a Scarlet Witch and Vision miniseries, a Cap and Bucky, or or a Winter Soldier and Bucky. Um, um, that they're the same person, a Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that's the safe way to play it, though, because. You're telling these characters stories mainly cinematically in mm-hmm. these serialized movies. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to create too much content, right? Right. In As, between that stuff that that doesn't click. Absolutely, and that's I think the benefit that the Mandalorian has is that it's not connected. It's not using established characters, right? And stuff like so they don't have to worry about messing with some big phase plan like marvel does so i do think that is the smart thing to go way to go with marvel what i want to know is are we eventually going to see some live action stuff on disney related to marvel that's um not featuring already established characters are we going to be introduced to new characters in the marvel universe through disney plus that'll be interesting to see if they ever get to that point, because that would be interesting, obviously using and getting all the original actors back and, and stuff like that. That's a good way to generate interest and people are going to be all about it. So I think it's a smart move. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad there's going to be more than one season of the Mandalorian. Hell yeah. I mean, there's going to be, have to be not have to be, there doesn't have to be, but I bet there's more than two. Yeah, and I would assume the Cassian series is a mini-series. Because, like we're talking about, you have a finite area of time that you can operate before Rogue One with Diego Luna playing Cassian. So I bet you that's a mini-series. And not an ongoing series. So I think, if I had to guess, Mandalorian, for the time being at least, will be sort of their ongoing series. And then we'll see the occasional Star Wars miniseries live action like Cassian, like Obi-Wan, if that's actually a thing, and so on and so forth. I hope so. Me too. <clears throat> Me too. I wonder if they're just waiting for <clears throat> Mr. McGregor to get older. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know, if you think about it, I you know, they can't just... I imagine they're trying to really space out the Disney Plus offerings... Um, because they want to stretch out people's subscriptions for the as long as possible. And it seems like this year we're getting Mandalorian, right? Next year we're getting Clone Wars and Cassian, maybe the second season of Mandalorian? Who knows? I don't know if that would be... Because, you know, like Netflix originals, they don't come out exactly a year apart. Like Stranger Things will be like a year and a half, if not longer, in between seasons. So I wonder if that's the way it'll be, you know, um, they may just be waiting like, who knows for all we know, the deal is, is set in stone. They're just waiting to produce it because they already know where it fits within their schedule. And it may be 2021, 2022, who knows? Um, we got one. Have you seen the third season of stranger things? I have. And I fucking loved it. It's my favorite season so far. It was pretty great, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much since it is fairly new. Yeah, and, I wasn't going to spoil but anything. Man, but I loved it. It was so good. Um, 
All right. There's one other thing we need to talk about. Um, I'm going to turn on the screen sharing so you can see this. Uh, we're going to call this set schedule or this schedule, this segment booty watch aggressively toss this salad because it has to do with all Beckett himself, Woody Harrelson. He didn't, I wouldn't say he made the news, but he made like the social media news because he was acting maybe a little weird at like Wimbledon. Yeah, I, I saw that he was at Wimbledon, but I didn't realize he was acting so weird. Did you see the, uh, can you see my screen? Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, so he stepped out to get a drink or something, right? And they won't let him go back to a seat while the game is. I guess that's a rule. You can't, you got to wait until the round is over. Look how, okay, so he's bummed. He's like, oh, man, drinking his wine. You know? All right. Oh, look at this. Woody, that hat. Not a great look, my man. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, here we go. Do you see that, Will? Do you see that? What? Oh my goodness. What do you think that is? Oh my goodness. Look at that face he's making. Look at that tongue. Look at those. Oh my God. Mm, Let that, that tongue has had some training. Yeah. You know what it's been trained to do? Uh, yeah, I do. I know what it's been trained to do. Eat the booty like groceries. Aggressively toss the salad. Mm. So, yeah. Booty Watch has been very, very productive this pa these past few days. Look at him. Mm. Wow. That's just gr unsettling. That's what I see in the corner of my room when I'm having sleep paralysis. He thinks he's LL Cool J, but he's not. <coughs> I think he is. I think he is profoundly wasted. Oh, yeah. He's definitely had a few drinks. Maybe he hit a vape pen in the bathroom when he went to get some wine or whatever. But I'll tell you one thing he's definitely thinking about. What I... What I think is so ridiculous is the cameraman's fascin and the announcer's fascination <laughs> on Woody Harrelson. Like, motherfucker, are you not here to, to talk about tennis? Like, why are you talking about a drunk Woody Harrelson? Like, <laughs> they're do having your a good job. Dude, Get up off Woody's nuts. No offense to any, like, hardcore fit tennis fans, but if I had to commentate tennis all day, I would be in the same boat. I'd be like, oh, let's talk about Woody Harrelson instead. Breaking the ball slapping. Oh, my goodness. So, um, we have a voicemail and an email this week that we're going to cover. Um, our good buddy, King Tom, is on family vacation. Hope he's enjoying himself. Everybody's enjoying summer vacations. Will went on one last week. King Tom's on one this week. Will's going on another one next week. Yep. Was at Destin the first time. I'm going to be at Gulf Shores this time. Basically Fort Morgan. Okay. Not 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 on the touristy end of Gulf Shores, out on the on the wilderness side. Not wilderness, uh, but you know what I mean. More on the Dolphin Island area? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. the house is pretty close to the ferry. There's a ferry that goes from Dolphin Island to Fort Morgan. I gotcha. Is Fort Morgan do they do a real kick-ass haunted house around Halloween at Fort I Morgan? don't know. I really don't know, but it's an old, like, Civil War-era fort. That you can go and, like, visit? Yeah. 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 I think that is the place. Dude, I went to... A... Now that I'm thinking... I, was, I, I remember going there, and now that I think about it, it would host a creepy-as-fuck haunted house. Dude, I went to an incredible haunted house there when I was a kid. Uh, oh, wow. I had to be like 11 because my family, especially like my grandfather, huge fans of going out fishing in that area, especially Dolphin Island. So they would take trips and occasionally my family would go with them. And we went one year somewhere around October um, and went to that haunted house. And it was incredible. There was one in Huntsville that I went to one time that was pretty kick-ass when I was like a preteen or teenager. Um, and I know Sloss Furnace does one that'll make you lose your mind from what I hear. Dude, Sloss Furnace is crazy. I can't ever go again because it is 
in no way handicap accessible. And I knew that when I went last time. And I went when I was in college. Uh, so I took my crutches. And dude, it was, if to me, it felt like I was in a horror movie. Because oh, not really? only was there like jump scares and it was creepy and it was really well done and produced. It was physically painful to get through that thing. And it's not short. Like I would say it takes you 20 or 30 minutes to get through, if not longer. Yeah. Dude, it was rough. Now, Aatrox is another one we have down here. And that one's I remember that name, but I have never been. Yeah, me neither. But anyway, enough about spooky stuff in July. I'm What's talking. the um is it McCamey Manor? The Oh, dude, those that weirdos. Creepy guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you watched that documentary then about I did. extreme haunted houses or haunters or whatever. Dude, no, it was um the tour the dark tourism. Oh, now, that guy. I did gotcha. That. They did. A, there's a another documentary on Netflix, I believe, about extreme haunted houses, and they follow it's those guys. Basically, psychological torture. Yeah, I would never do it. And you know, they've gotten kicked out. Like, I think they've been kicked out of Alabama already, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what he. That's the whole thing. That's his whole shtick. Is once people quit. Like nobody makes it to the end, and once they quit, he gets them to record or say like, "Don't do this." Like, yeah, you don't want to do this. No, thank you. All right, so uh, we're gonna hear a little tune, and we're gonna listen to some vo- a voicemail and hear from an email. Kia D, Kia D, Kia D, cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box Giddy Cockhead Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Surian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Giddy Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Giddy Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi council stooge but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herb! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! G&D! Cockhead! Cockhead! Speaking of vacations, our buddy Steve Adi is on quite the vacation. I think he's still on vacation. Um, He texted me a few days ago to ask me about one of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, it's really cool, right? And he was like, yeah, I'm in the the south of France. I was like, no. No. Right on, buddy. I hope you're having a kick-ass time. All right. Man, so, it's just hot over there, from what I understand. Like, oh, really? In like record-breakingly hot. Oh my goodness! In France, has experiencing record-breaking heat waves in places, and France isn't necessarily known for its air conditioning. Ooh, and so, like, brutal. people are having to go, you know, stick their feet in public fountains and stuff, and like try to stay cool oh, however they can. That sounds like a nightmare. Man, that sounds like a nightmare. All right. Um, All right. So first up, we have the voicemail from Jim. Let's hear what he has to say. Mr. Burkhart. Mr. Crusher. Good evening. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys one question. Um, Is episode nine going to be the first? Star Wars saga movie with no masters and apprentices? Um, Or is, like, Kylo going to have one of the Knights of Ren as, like, an apprentice? I'm really curious what's what's going on with that. And I'd love to know what you guys think. And uh, also, Blue Harvest Adventures. Man, I'm just so excited about everything upcoming anybody who hasn't subscribed to the patreon needs to get on it uh you guys do a fantastic job and uh what do you think and what do you think are all the knights of ren going to be 
force sensitive. I mean, they're gonna they've got to be uh, throwing around force powers, right? It doesn't seem like any of them are gonna have lightsabers. You think that they're going to the Death Star to get Kyber crystals, and that's maybe the same reason Ray's going there? I, I really am. I just don't have a clue of what's going on in this next movie, man. They've done a great job of uh, confusing the audience. And I was thinking that when uh, Ray does that big flip uh, above the spaceship, I feel like that's a Knight of Ren in there. So, what do you guys think? Uh, how are they going to take out. Uh, how are they going to kill all these Knights of Ren? I mean, they're going to be spread out. Are they going to all once? Uh, and are we going to see their faces? Uh, half girls, half boys? I, I just. I've got so many questions. What are your guys' main questions about the Knights of Ren? And do you guys know anything that uh, we haven't talked about or heard about? Um, I guess that'll do it. Ignite the green. Hmm. So, will this be the first movie without any sort of Master of Apprentices? Well, Kylo Ren is the master of the Knights of Ren, according to Snoke. I wouldn't be surprised if there is... I don't know, maybe this is overcomplicating it with Palpatine and whatever else is going on, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is a Knight of Ren that's like maybe a little more featured in the movie than the other ones that's maybe like the second in command of the Knights of Ren, and maybe he'll even butt heads with Kylo some. I could see that being sort of a dynamic with the, the Knights of Ren. Um, what do you think, Will? I agree. I mean, it may be, it may be the first one without masters and apprentices, but if you, you know, if Luke's going to make an appearance, like I think he is, you know, there's your Jedi master, right? I mean, right. just cause he's dead doesn't mean he's not there. And, right. um, you know, as far as we know, uh, Ray may be a master, you, you know, like she may, I doubt it, but yeah, I, I imagine Ray is going to be, you know, basically Luke Skywalker from return of the Jedi. Like, but the last Jedi set up the possibility of apprentices. Right. Regardless. Right. And I don't, I don't think that's going to be an element yet. I think that's more you know, setting the stage for future generations to carry the torch. And, you know, those characters may very well become apprentices of Ray, but I don't think she's going to have apprentices yet in this movie. Like, I don't know if that's going to be a thing yet. I guess it could be, but I, I would be really surprised. She doesn't have a mandate to pass on what she's learned yet. I no. kind of hope Luke says that in this next one. Right, and I think he will, and I, you know, like I've, I've said before, I, I do feel like Ray is the person who will carry on the legacy of the Jedi. So, um, yeah, I don't necessarily think it is going to be a situation though where it's, you know, she's got apprentices and stuff. Yeah, I think she's a little too busy and got too much on her hands to worry about that right now. Uh, will we see the what night? if it? Well, go ahead. What if it totally throws us for a loop and the rise of Skywalker is talking about Kylo Ren and Rey sacrifices herself to bring Kylo back to the light side? Dude, I mean, that's that could very well be a possibility. I would be bummed, not because of anything other than, like, I love the character of Rey so much. I want the possibility of further adventures of Rey after episode nine. Like... I'm not saying it has to happen immediately, but I just want it to be on the table. You know what I mean? So that would bum me out. But I, it's it's absolutely a possibility. And you would have to do some serious work post-episode 9 for Kylo Ren to be fully redeemed. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't know that Adam Driver is sticking around to do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know how much interest he would have in coming back to Star Wars. To be fair, I don't know how much interest Daisy Ridley would have. But, um, 
I think the viciousness of the fan base seems to have upset her. Eh, the the viciousness of a portion of the fan base. I would hope she would realize that's not all of us. I would hope so. Um, will we see the Knights of Ren use the Force? I think so. I don't think we'll see him whipping around lightsabers. To me, like the easiest explanation is that some of or all of the Knights of Ren are the Jedi students that left with Kylo. Right, right. <clears throat> so that, to me, makes the most sense. Maybe that's not the case, but, you know, Luke dropping that line to me, like that's such an easy connection to make that I think that it, it just has to be what's going on. Um, and then I... I honestly don't think they're going to the Death Star to find Kyber crystals because I don't know. That just doesn't just don't really see that being the case to me. You got because the, the really the only thing you need Kyber crystals for are either the construction of a lightsaber or the construction of a super weapon. You know, as far as I know. Right. As as has been presented so far in Star Wars. You're absolutely right. Um so yeah, I don't see it being like, they're like, damn, we're out of lightsabers. We need to go get some kyber crystals. Where can we find some? Oh, right. that, that Death Star that blew up's got some in it. Because I'm pretty sure the force would lead you to one. You probably I don't know right. this. I don't know. that. It would seem very spiritual for the force to lead you to a crystal rather than you having to go salvage one. Um, To me, you have the fucking death death location of palpatine in the movie that's got something to do with palpatine yeah that's like a, a tomb basically yeah. like it's like a i mean coming from a guy that plays dungeons and dragons like that's perfect like you know the tomb of palpatine to me that's exactly why they're going there it has something to do with palpatine like maybe kylo's going to try and re resurrect palpatine maybe and maybe maybe ray and then we're trying to stop it i don't know you know how some you know how some places are strong in the dark side just because of i don't know things that have happened there or you know there's a dark side cave on luke's island there's a dark side cave in dagobah you know the things things happen so that these the dark side is strong in these places what if palpatine's death spot or if Palpatine's resting place mm -hmm. or his entombment has just created a you know like a, a, a dark side well yeah who knows that I mean they could be anything crazy like that like and I'm I'm actually ready for them to get a little crazy with whatever they're gonna do with Palpatine like what I don't want with Palpatine is them being like oh he didn't really die you know what I mean like or go full on ghost where he's possessing people and shit. Honestly, I don't mind that idea. Oh, I I'm not a big fan. I don't mind that idea. I don't think it'll be um if he's got one person that he is possessing, let's say Matt Smith or whatever, I got you. But if he that's... if you if you can't trust anybody no. because you never know who might Palpatine might be inhabiting. No, like, the Jason goes to hell formula. No, thank yeah. you. I'm with you on that. I would, but like if, I don't know if it was explained that, and I don't even know that I would necessarily use possessed, but like we were talking with Snoke, if it turns out that Palpatine was influencing Snoke from beyond the grave towards whatever, the end game of episode nine is like, I wouldn't mind that explanation. Like you said, if he has one person that he's influencing or is possessed, I'm fine with that. Like what if it's a situation where Palpatine is sort of an, a disembodied spirit and he wants Kylo to come As to him, the new host. So he can take over Kylo's body. Cause Kylo's strong in the dark side of the force. He's a Skywalker. Palpatine loves him. A Skywalker. Does um, loves the bloodline of the Skywalker, you know. So like maybe that could be what's going on. Who knows? But he may feel ownership of that bloodline. He might because he created it or whatever. Well, kind of. However, the fuck that turns out you, to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
kind of maybe if they hint at mm-hmm. maybe kind of could have been all right so we got an email last one for the night and this is from utah utah dougie dougie Halls and Will, how about a little talk on some chances? Over or under 50% chance of some of the following. So he just wants us to say over and under. So do we think it's under a 50% chance or over a 50% chance? You take the first one, buddy. Death of C-3PO. Over. I say over as well. Uh, I'll I'll start with number two. World between worlds time shenanigans. I say under. Under. Force-sensitive Finn, I say under. Under. Flashback to the young emperor. Hmm. Over? I say over, too. I, you know, I think that could be a possibility. I think we could get some flashbacky stuff. I don't know that it'll be a ton, but a flashback to Master Luke and Padawan Kylo. I say over on that one, too. Mm, under. Under. Okay. <clears throat> Ray losing a limb. I say under. Under. A, a new Jedi school. Under. Under. I say that it'll be implied, but not shown. Like, we'll know that's where Ray is headed, and that's where the story is headed, but it's. I don't think we're going to see the new Jedi school. Snoke backstory. Mm, I say over. Uh- but it's not like they're going to sit down and tol- tell us the whole thing, if that makes I sense. I say under. Really? Chief, I Whit- think Snoke's in the rearview mirror. I do too, but I, I can't help but think that there will be some sort of reference or explanation. May, you know? There may be a reference, but I'm just not expecting backstory. Right. Uh, Chief Wicket, unfortunately under. Yeah. Speaking of Wicket, they unveiled a hot toys wicket at comic-con and it looks uh, so good really yeah um and finally ignite the damn green Uh, i gotta say under on that i gotta say under too i think you've seen the last of your green lightsaber yeah of that particular green lightsaber i think we have seen the last for now i think it might be established in uh the last jedi uh, novelization that that's still on Oc 2 um, because I think there's a, a part after Luke dies where the caretakers are sort of like cleaning up after Luke and like putting his stuff away and I think his lightsaber may be one of the things okay granted that's in the novelization and that's always something they can go back on it's not the be all end all but yeah I, I don't think we'll be seeing Luke's green lightsaber unfortunately because I like that lightsaber. I like the hilt. <clears throat> As always. That's what she said. <laughs> As always, love the podcast. Dougie. Well, thanks for writing in, Dougie. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us this week. That covers it. We got a lot of stuff crammed in. Uh, and a fairly quick episode. It went by fast. Uh, thanks for recording with me, buddy. Oh, dude. Thanks for squeezing me in. <clears throat> I'll squeeze you in anytime, buddy. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Um, so if you guys want to write in or send in voice messages, remember blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. If you like our theme song, then be, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. If you uh, like what we do, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps other people find us and uh, direct us not iTunes anymore it's Apple Podcasts that's fucking teamwork fuck yeah buddy nice nice well that'll do it Uh, Will we won't see you next week you'll be back the week after enjoy your vacation and uh, until next week this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart and I'm Will Witten may the force be with you may the force be with all of you may the force be with us (laughs) 